0: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: And get him situated on the line. We'll get it, him to knock this out. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, 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 uh. <clears throat> What's good, my man? Man, I can't call it. Well, look, I'm glad to hear that your uncle's doing well, and um, and you and the family are safe and snug as a bug in the rug, man. Man, yeah, man, just staying out the way. <laughs> I know. Hey, I Let Corona do her thing, right? Man, right. Okay, now your your money still flowing, good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, good, man. Working from, home, working from home. Okay, that's good. Now you do engineer work, right? Uh, I work for an engineering company, but uh I'm on the uh, human resources side. Oh, shit. Man, you get all the skippy on folks then. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm in uh employee relations. Man, you get to know who on investigation, who's about to get on investigation, and who should be on investigation. And conduct investigation. Skip <laughs> <laughs> they got to call you a big papa then. And I get to know too much. Though. I but, know. If it's, sometimes it's just an overload. Man, I don't want to know all this, man. I don't want to know. Hey, man, hey, just consider the blessing, though, brother. Consider the blessing. Yeah. Well, look, I've I've uh, bring you up to speed. You know the guy that um that does the Southland report for the network, Rob Butler. Yeah. Okay, I've I've got an interview with him. I interviewed uh, Donald Ware talked a little bit about NC, uh, I mean, North Carolina a and and their move and this, that, and the other. So, you know, you you, you are my top-notch football guy. So uh-huh. what do you have that you want to discuss that we'll get on here or we could just freestyle it, brother, just so, so the people can hear something? I got a couple of questions I want to ask you, but is there anything in particular you want to talk about? And probably mm-hmm. really just talked about the uh, impact COVID is having uh, on had on the
0: football season. we even have one? You know,
1: right? I, I personally, I don't think we're going to have a season this year. Me either. I don't. I don't. I don't think we're going to have one. We got too many moving parts uh, that we have to factor in in order for it to be a successful year. And I just don't mm-hmm. see that happening. I don't see that happening until until we can get. A vaccine for this thing, and and um, you figure out the six foot spacing zone, you know. Because yeah, you can play with nobody's in the stand. How you gonna control the sidelines? Uh-huh. Uh, and then playing football, or the niggas gonna have to wear M ninety five masks when they play the game, yeah. right? You got what I'm saying. And so, uh-huh. and, and if a nigga don't have his mask on, that can't be just a fifteen yard penalty. That's ejection. Yeah. So it's a it's a lot of fact. So we'll 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 chop it up and get caught up on all on it ain't like we ain't got nothing that we can't talk about. I just want to make sure yeah. that if you didn't have anything. So you ready to knock this out, my man? Yeah, yeah man, I'm ready to go. Okay, and we're gonna go in three, <clears throat> two, one. It's the radio guy, Mike Prince. Welcome to another episode of the Mike Prince Show. Of course, our daily mission is to bring you news that you can use on the world of HBCU sports and beyond. Today is not going to be an exception to the rule. I am excited to have our budding football analyst for the Open Mic Broadcast Network, and that is none other than Brother B.J. Jones. How you doing, my man? And I'm doing pretty good, man. Glad to be here. Glad to what? be here talking sports and not talking about COVID-19. Well, you know, nowadays they're kind of synonymous. You can't talk about one without the other with the cause and effect that it has had, not only just on the world of athletics, just on the world, period. How are you dealing with it, my man? Oh, man, I think you just
0: deal with it one day at a time. I, I, I told myself this week, I'm I actually in about three days uh, without watching the news. You wanna be a but you know, you start watching too much of it, man, It really uh really damping your spirit. You wanna be aware, um, especially being in a, a hot spot state I mean, in the state of Georgia. Uh, but you you, know, you, you wanna be aware, but you know, you don't want your spirits dampened too much. But I I figure day by day,
1: man, and just working from the house and making sure that everybody's safe. Right, right. Well, we count your blessings that you're in the workforce that will Uh, allow you to still be able to work from home so it doesn't mess with your money flow and it's going to be a lot of people man and it's sad to say that are getting eaten alive by this thing and they're so deep right now when it comes to debt there's going to be a lot of people lose homes, vehicles and so much so uh, we do uh, acknowledge and count your blessings that you're not on that end of the spectrum. Man look at it, I've have so
0: many friends that I've talked to uh, in different industries that, you know, there's nothing coming in right now. Uh, so, you know, you really got to thank, thank the good Lord that he's put you in a certain position so that you don't have to go through that. But in my heart, oh goes out to be everyone uh, impacted uh, by this,
1: whether it's from the health standpoint, point even from their finances. So, um, man, you, you know, you definitely got to thank your lucky star. Absolutely, absolutely. And and enough of that, man. We're going to try and pick up the spirits a little bit, and let's talk about this game of football. Uh, right now, spring sessions have obviously been suspended. Right now, the the people are watching the clock on this peripheral wall on how soon can you get things started. Um, the SEC is talking about that we could get the – season to start as late as October, and you can still get the 12, 13-game schedule in. Some have talked about moving football to spring. Some said move it to January, all kind of things. And, of course, the latest is the XFL has given everybody their, I guess, uh, furlough papers. You would You even call them furlough papers. They've been relieved of duties. And right now, they're on a wait and see. And I thought it was a pretty successful season thus far for the XSL. Yeah, well, I think it too. I, I,
0: I like the product. I kind of wish that we had more teams to watch. And I, I understand, you know, not starting off with as many teams. Um, I mean, I actually like the product. And I, and I hate to see that, you know, so many guys who were using this as their second opportunity or an opportunity to – you know, get looked at by you know the big league. Now they don't have that uh, anymore, and 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 just to have that option of football in the spring. Um, I, I hate that, that you know that that's going away, and uh, so many guys with HBCU ties, you know, whether it was
1: um, you know the coaching staff up there and and Washington start was talking about uh um, Okay, you're and, fading in and out right now. Okay, you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now, but you were starting okay. to fade out a little bit. So I guess you could pick back up with the XFL part. Well, yeah, I was talking about the, uh, you know, the XFL.
0: You saw something about the HBCU guys, um, you know, that were on coaching staffs that were playing. Um, I mean, I, your heart really goes out to those guys. You know, had uh, Pelt Hamilton, uh, an HBCU guy, Howard uh, University. Uh, Former Howard University player, who's head coach of the defenders, uh, and, and, and uh, you know his offensive coordinator, uh, you know from uh, right, right there in Baton Rouge, who also
1: played at uh, Howard, Ted White. Uh, so, you know, you, your heart goes out to those. guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a, a tough time all the way across the board. So, uh, let's look into our crystal ball, BJ, if you don't mind, and um, let's talk about the potential twenty twenty football season in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. If you were fast forward to July of twenty twenty where SWAC Media Day, what's your projected order of finish from the East and the West and why? Oh hello? Hey, Mike. Yes. Can okay, you hear me? Okay, I can hear you now. Did you hear yeah, my question? Yeah, yeah I, got that. I got you. I
0: have a question you. Okay. With uh, okay. But from, the, from the east, I would come with Alcorn State. You have to look at uh, what they have uh, coming back. Felix Hopper, uh, Nico Duffy, uh, the receivers are back, uh, the Charles Pringle, uh, Pringle uh, who is about to break the Corn State record for touchdown receptions. Uh, they have to do some right of on two the offensive line. Uh, defensively, they have a lot of pieces back. Quintero Cole was one of those solid pieces on the defensive side of football. Uh, Alcorn is, is, is loaded, but right behind them, I have Alabama A&M. Uh, and, and what they've done uh, last year, remember, it was a, uh, a few feet away uh, from A&M defeating Alcorn being the line. And now uh, Alabama a and comes back uh, with the quarterback who may be the best in the conference, in the keel glass. Uh, he'll get his, his uh, large plethora of receivers back, uh, 2,000 more receivers back, and he gets uh, the young man, Brian Jenkins Jr., uh, off of injury. Uh, so he gets that playmaker back. If, if Alabama and them can show up on the defensive side of football, they're going to be a serious contender for the uh, Eastern Division. And then right behind them, I have Alabama State. Uh, you like what they did recruiting-wise. Uh, they had some ups and downs a year ago, uh, but they were, you know, they were right there. They didn't get that winning season, uh, but they were right there. And then right
1: behind them, I have Jackson State, followed by Mississippi Valley. Okay, that's your Eastern lineup. How are we looking on the Western side of things?
0: On the, on the Western side of things, um, I would actually. Uh, right now, I would lean Southern University uh, in the West and, and by the slimmest of margins. Uh, but Southern University, they're bringing back uh, a lot on the offensive side of the ball. Larry Skelton, he's back. Bubba McDaniel is back. They have a new offensive coordinator uh, that will be uh, coming in. Uh, Zach Rossi uh, coming in from Hampton. Uh, new receivers coach, that, that offensive side of the ball, from the staffing standpoint has been been retooled, but you still have Ben back. Uh, the other uh freshman running back in the back, the backfield, he's back. Uh, the, those receivers, minus hunter, register all back. Um, the offensive line will do a little bit of retooling. On the defensive side of the football, uh, most of your playmakers there are back. You're gonna be missing a big playmaker at the middle linebacker position. Um, but uh you, you, you get uh, Papillon in the, in the, in the secondary, he is back. Uh, Julian Lewis uh, from the defensive end, he's back. Uh, you, I, I like everything that Southern has. I think Grambling is going to be right there. If you look at the injuries that so they dealt with a year ago, um, and the playmakers are going to get back from injury. Uh, Grambling was right there in the thick of things. I think Prairie View will have a lot to say about who wins in the West. And then after that, I think
1: that's when you'll start getting Arkansas, Pine Bluff, and Texas Southern. Okay, okay. So let me ask you this. With the time that has been equally off for all schools across the country, who do you see this being more of an advantage for and why? Give give the advantage to
0: teams who are returning a lot of starters and who have kept continuity on their coaching staff. The thing is, when you've got players coming back and they know what's required of them, there's no verbiage being changed, there's no scheme being changed, they know what's being required, they're more apt to get up and go. They, they know their job description they can do. As opposed to if you take a, a a team like Southern, even with that talent that they have returning, you got new philosophies and on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, you have new things that coaches want you to work, work on. If you're an offensive lineman, if I'm a tackle, how do my splits need to be opposed to where do my splits need to be from the guard? Do I need to be on his heel? Do we need to be foot-to-foot? How wide are the splits on this particular uh, formation or this particular play? If I'm a wide receiver, do you want me to shift further to the sideline to get that safety out of the middle of the field? Just those small nuances. Uh, that thing people don't think about that changes when you, when you switch uh, uh, personnel, which I'm talking about from the coaching staff, those philosophies, all of those things change. So now you have to go through a learning period. That new staff now has to go through a learning period to learn what tools do I have on my toolbox? What's this kid's ability? What am I working with? What Can, can he adapt to what I need to do? What's going to be his strength? So, Teams like Southern and other people who have new head coaches uh, did a lot, had a lot of hat on staff turnover. They're going to be behind the eight ball.
1: Okay. Now, uh, it's ironic that when you talk about the footwork on the heel or, or even up on your offensive line, I would think just as techniques as simple as that and even some of the play calling now, things are going to have to be, for lack of a better term, dummy down, especially with this – long layoff that you have, and Would you agree with that, or do you think you can have a, a, a bit of overload uh, that can cause more confusion than what it's worth? I think, I think coaches are going to have to be
0: uh, innovative with how they get this information out. I know a lot of coaches are using Zoom uh, to teach this information, uh, the video chats. Uh, even when you get that information out, there's nothing like you're going to feel an practicing and, 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 and doing it in motion. I will say this, I'll reference this and I've said this on Carlo's show. You're gonna see the least physical football season we've seen in the while. Just because you are not the kids aren't practicing, they're 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 not in football mode, and when they come back it's gonna be rush, rush, rush and get them out. You're gonna see very sloppy and very not physical football for uh the majority of the season if we have it.
1: We're talking right now with B.J. Jones, football analyst and uh, show host of The Barbershop. I like that, man, The Barbershop. The Barbershop. And, uh, yes, sir. Now, look, B.J., um, it's obvious that there are two different worlds when it comes to football. You have FBS and then everybody else. Do you see the possibilities of one group having football for 2020 and possibly another one not, or do you see both of them not having football for 2020? That's a unique circumstance. because I would
0: argue that you have FCS, FBS, and you have Power Five, uh, because the Power Five, that, that's who has the money and, and, and that's who is willing to vote. And to be honest with you, the Power 5 has enough money, uh, making enough money from a football standpoint, that they can tell the NCAA, you know, to pretty much to go stick it. Now, what we have as far as the, what they call the G5 and FCS and everything else is that we have strength in numbers. Um, so I think that you're going to really see uh, the Power 5 really, really try to put the muscles when uh, we to start talking about decisions and try to get their best interests heard first, uh, while everyone else is going to try to use the the, the strength and numbers game that that we have, uh, I don't think that you're going to have football at one and not the others. So I think it's going to be all or none, which will escalate the power five eventually pulling away from the NCAA. Well,
1: at this stage. Um, if we could find some good out of the coronavirus syndrome is that we have come to the point to where there's no more talking about it. Let's let the Power Five create their own island. Everybody else regroup. And with that regrouping, what I've been hammering, if you allow me to use the term, my campaign uh, uh, points have been this. Restructure what would be considered FCS Division I programs. Right now, the minimum requirement is 14 sports. I say if you reduce that between 8 and 10 sports, that would be your new Division One look. And I would even go as far as to say set a certain budget plateau. If you're going to be considered an FCS program, this is the minimum amount you can spend on athletics, and this is the maximum amount you can spend on athletics to keep the surface level, to bring the spirit of competition back to student athletics.
0: I think that's something that, you know, that can work. Uh, and I think that we may be headed towards that. I, I don't think that that a as much as a pipe dream that people maybe maybe have thought it was uh, six months ago, I think that uh, kind of what you said. The, the thing about this pandemic, and I think, like I said, I think you're going to escalate the Power Five wanting to pull away, and the only thing that's keeping the Power Five, part of NCAA, is that March Madness money. You know, that that March Madness money is hard to walk away from. Or walk away from, and the NCAA does have that leverage of saying, hey. If you want to pull away, then find somewhere to play your sports. And that means beloved basketball and, and baseball. No more Omaha, uh, you know, no more March, man. Uh, but I, I think, uh, you know, what you're saying, hey, creating a new subdivision, then putting those financial uh, guidelines in there, I think that's something that could benefit the
1: HBCUs um, uh, greatly, greatly as opposed to the system that we've right now. Absolutely. And when you, when you look at it, I still think even if those two split, there's enough money. And I think CBS could actually even win larger from the March Madness and and, and everything else. And the bowl games now on the football side of things become more significant because they become become part of the championship series on the FCS scales. Because let's be honest, who really cares about the placenta bowl? I mean, uh, I don't. What, not? Yeah, the I said placenta, Lord. I'm not the baby making placenta.
0: Um, the uh,
1: Yeah, the poncetta. Who cares about the poncetta bowl? Really? Do no you?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> because you said placenta bowl, and
1: I almost didn't catch it. So
0: that lets you know
1: uh, about how important it is, actually is. Right. You know, so so I think this is a great time to go back to the drawing board and, and, and revamp this thing. And it's a great time for some uh, D2 programs to possibly stick their head up to the new organized FCS status, if we can, you know, call it that. We, we're all hypothetically speaking right now. But I think it's something that is truly worth kicking the can down the road on. Oh yeah, I and mean, I
0: agree. I think that the growth opportunity if something like that were to happen, I think that you'll really, really uh see, you know, other schools uh, you know, especially HBCU when minds are empowered by, you know, uh kick the and and, and and then now uh, you know, you have more opportunities when you start talking about television and being able to Stretch over different uh, you know, broadcast networks, whether it's CNN,
1: uh, CBS, and Fox Sports, and so forth. Right. And don't forget your regional cable networks as well. I think this is a, going to be a great opportunity for them to get some skin in the game because what's going to happen, television is going to still drive athletics, and we know that. And maybe you can start getting some fair market deals, and I really think that like this mega deal that CBS, well, not CBS, but ESPN signed with the SEC, those days are going to soon be numbered, my friend, and they're going to have to go back and say, look, we got to go back to ground zero and put an X amount of factor. That's why I think budgets are going to, or not budgets, but salary caps in the name of budgets, but now going to probably be part of the future of college athletics.
0: Um, and you talk about the uh, the regional cable networks.
1: Uh-huh. I, I'm going to be
0: honest with you. I, I think that that's something
1: that's going to a lot right now when you start talking about our brain. Yes. Yes. I, you you don't have no argument with me. You know, I'm I'm on the record for saying that Either you use a regional cable deal, reactivate the Swag Digital Network, and infuse it all through your own YouTube channel. And when I say to your YouTube channel, not the free deal, the one that you have to pay for. So if you do happen to play uh, some some artist music, you know how we play music in between breaks or whatnot, you won't get your video uh, cut off and shut down, but you've paid that copyright fee, which is only, I believe, like a thousand dollars a month, and that's nothing to an institution nor to a conference to ensure that they secure their own brand.
0: Right, right.
1: I mean, like I said, that's
0: you know, that's that's great. All the lines, um, and 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 that's something that we need. How many complaints have we heard over the last few seasons about Grambling and Preview not being televised or? Uh, you know, having to dig last year to find the Southern Hedges Classic or the Turquoise City Classic. Uh, or uh, I remember, uh, you know, Alcorn, and, and and I want to say it was Alcorn
1: and I last year. So, um, you know, I agree 100%. Right. And so um, it's a creative approach. And sometimes when, when I won't say nature, but when, when challenges hit us, it forces us to start thinking at things from a unique perspective. And so I want to take this corona season as an opportunity of, of reinventing ourselves on the big scale and the small scale. And I'll tell you something else that's going to really explode, my friend, the return and appreciation of radio, audio, sports broadcasts that's going to come back real strong. Watch what I tell you. Oh, I certainly hope so. <laughs> certainly hope so. Well, the, here's the deal. If I'm playing a football game with no crowd in the stands, I don't really want to watch that, but I can listen to that. I can listen to that. Does it? Could you imagine playing a Super Bowl with nobody in the stands? That's horrible. You you wouldn't yeah. want to watch it, right? Could you imagine watching the SWAC championship with no one in the stands? No. Could you imagine watching Jackson State and Southern with no one in the stands? No. That's part of the allure. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I really I really think it's a time to go back and just put it all together and say, you know what, here's the new look. We know that we're to the point of no return. Yesterday is gone. Um, this ain't your father's swag any longer. This ain't your mama's swag any longer. It's going to be a new swag from here on out. And what a time for all this stuff to hit on the 100-year anniversary of the conference. It is It is crazy and outrageous. I love it. I don't know what's going to come of it, but something will come of it. And I can guarantee you this, my friend, we're going to be right there to see it all the way through from beginning to end, from the rooter to the tutor. All right. Yes, sir. Now, on the world of coaching, I think that everyone is going to get a repass, if you would. Um, I think everybody's going to be safe with this extra year. How do you think the NCAA would respond in the fact or in the event that there is no football? Would they go back and turn back the hands of time and reinstate another year for football as they did for your spring sports? And do you hang around if you're that classified, recertified senior?
0: I think some of the guys will. Uh, i think you got sell solo guys well uh you know it, it, it all depends on what guy's personal goals are um, If you're a guy that feel like you're that you have a legit uh, legitimate shot at the next level then of course you want another trial <laughs> which is basically what you know what the season is for you it's a yes it's, a, it's an opportunity for you to achieve uh, attain your team goal and and, and and doing those things but it's also a job interview for the next level um, you have guys who uh, realize that that's not a, a, a realistic step, and they are where they need to be from that study standpoint. If they want to go ahead and get in that field and start making some, some some donuts. So I think yeah, it's, sure. always, always, it's always going to, it's going to depend on the kid. And I, I think that the NCAA wants to get something done. But they were, I saw that they were talking about how difficult it would be to bring everyone back from the football standpoint and then dealing with the football recruiting classes as well. Because if you think that that incidentally transfer portal was hot before, imagine what it's going to be if you have those seniors and, and redshirt seniors sticking around and you got that hot shot
1: freshman that I
0: intended to replace you with.
1: Yeah, you're talking about an overload and systems crashing. I can see that happening right now.
0: Yeah. I can
1: truly see that happen. We're talking with BJ Jones, football analyst and host of the Shop through the Open Mic Broadcast Network, BJ, I'm always with my head on a swivel, old linebacker, so I'm always looking, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't this be an ideal time if you're a smaller FCS program to possibly steal some recruits since no one is playing, no film is on individuals that you could possibly dangle a carrot in front of some kids that are teeter tottering on FBS programs, and FBS programs are bigger than life, and they might miss a kid or two because there's no extra film on them. Couldn't you see this as a golden opportunity for FCS programs? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if if your FCS program, you could really take advantage right now because
0: you're gonna have some, you have some rising juniors who are in spring ball. Who they don't know they're going to get even get a senior year that you're going to have FBS schools that are on like there yeah I don't know about this kid he, you know he, he might grow that extra inch or two he might pack on that extra uh, I don't know, really know you got advantage to get some kids just do because of lack of film to to get some kids on your campus that otherwise may not have ever visited or ever shown up um, I, I think. It goes back to what I said. The coaches who are innovative at this time are going to be the coaches who are going to rise to the top. If you try to do things the way that they've always been done during this pandemic, you're setting yourself up for failure. You have to be innovative and you have to be able to adjust on the fly with what's going on right now because what's going on right now is unprecedented. Oh, no you doubt about it. You have to be creative in and, and, and what you're doing to help the guys that you already have on campus, the guys that are on their way, and then
1: the guys that you wish you hope to get there in a year or two. Yes sir, yes sir. And with that being said, my friend, it's some exciting times that lie ahead whenever the veil has been lifted and they say play ball yet again. How soon that will be, the world may never know. How long it will be, the world may never know. B.J., I always learn something when I talk to you, my man, and I appreciate you uh, spending some time with the old man on today, and I want to give you some final thoughts and comments, man, and let the people know how they can keep up with you. Well, man, I'm, I'm, anytime you call me up, man, I
0: appreciate uh, you having me. I, you know, you're a guy, legend. at this business that we do, so to with uh well, with you to me is a privilege and an honor. And that's something I don't take like. So thank you for having me. Um, just everyone, man, just stay encouraged. Uh do what you can, man. Stay in the house, man. Save your life, stay at home. Uh, and I'm uh praying for everyone out there, man, your families. Uh let's just do what we need to do, uh, so we can get back to normal and we can have some ball to look at in the fall. Uh, you can find me on social media, uh at um Inside HBCU Football uh, on Twitter as well as Facebook. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, you know, B.J. Jones, by name. Um, and coming soon, the barbershop, you know, the barbershop, coming to the Open Light Network, uh, coming to you soon, sooner rather than later. Uh, I was hoping to have some spring ball to talk about before we cracked open the barbershop. But since the barbershops are closed,
1: I got to do this. So... <laughs> It's coming sooner rather than late. That sounds good, my man. And, you know, we're waiting here, as I say, patiently, but I do understand. And there's always something to talk about and always something to dig up and kick down the road. Thank you again for joining in. He is, he don't like it when I call him this, but he is Brandon B.J. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> my mother, likes hear you talk it, right? Yeah, mama. I know that's right. I know that's right. I am the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. I want to remind you guys, our social media handles for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter are at the Mike Prince Show. The YouTube channel is Open Mike Broadcast Network. Our website, obnradio.com. And our 24-hour dial-in message live, 713-570-6736. And until the next time, you guys be blessed, and we'll see you on the other side. Hold on, we am going to split this up. Okay. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.